Hello everybody, it's Terry Mize. You know, I was raised in West Texas back in the 50s and 60s. So I had to deal with the rattlesnakes all the time. I mean, walking to school, walking back from school, uh, going outside to play, uh, walking out in my backyard, going in the garage. I had a friend of mine even uh, went to take a shower and tried to shut the shower curtain and it wouldn't shut. And he looks up and there's a rattlesnake wrapped around the shower. I mean, I hate them, I despise them. And when I see a rattlesnake back then and today, it, it creates a visceral reaction on the inside of me. It makes me mad. In fact, I never met a rattlesnake I didn't kill. That's, I, I carry my little friend with me here. If I met one today, I'd kill him today. And that's the way I feel about cancer. That's the way I feel about HIV. Somebody comes up to me in the prayer line and they say, Brother Terry, I've got cancer. Brother Terry, the doctor says I'm going to die. It makes me so mad. Not at the person, at the sickness and disease because Jesus paid for our healing. Uh, we don't just have promises of healing in the Bible. We have purchases of healing in the Bible. Jesus paid in blood for our healing from every sickness, every disease. Psalms 91 says, no plague, no plague, no plague. Come nigh your dwelling. God hates sickness. Jesus hates sickness. I hate sickness. And I expect you to hate sickness. And we have to deal with it in the name of Jesus. The power of life and death, says the Bible, is in the tongue. So we need to decree death. Speak death to COVID. Speak death to cancer. Speak death to, to HIV. Speak death to leukemia, to lupus. You don't coexist with it. You don't say, well, I won't bother you and he won't bother me. No, a rattlesnake doesn't play that way. Neither does disease. You don't, you don't coexist with it. You curse it and speak death to it. And then by the same scripture, you speak life to yourself and life to the people you're praying for. The Zoe life of God. Thanks for this time. God bless you. You're more than conquerors. is watching the earth all the time, looking for a man or a woman that's going to use the Word of God, that's going to speak the Word of God, that's going to move on the Word of God. And when they do, heaven moves. everyone. God bless you. We are so thankful you are here today. And we're going to begin Amen. to talk to you again and continue as well from what we began last week on giving and living as a lifestyle together, not just as you said so many years ago, living to live. You know, let's move up a little higher on the food chain <laughs> and let's begin to talk about God's standard of living for your life. Oh, absolutely. You know? And we want to help you in some way. Uh, if, if anything is sly and, and been subtle, creeping into your life, uh, poverty, lack, debt, any of those things, uh, hell doesn't play fair. And yet the Word of God has the power to overwhelm any problem in your life. And as our your wonderful longtime friend T.L. Osborne said, the Word of God has within its power to produce what it promises when it is acted on and believed. Amen. He actually said it has within its DNA. Yeah. The word has within its own DNA the power, the power to produce. 
Yeah. Isn't that great? I mean, that, that's that's what we want to talk about. We don't we don't want to put it over into an area of of you know crass or uh, you know competition or you know like the old thing we used to say in church. Get my name, gimme, gimme. My my name is Jimmy, and I'll get, take all you can give me, and take all you can give me. And um, you know that's not what Christianity is about. That's not what the Bible is about. The Bible is about abundance. More than enough. It's Jesus just so and much I harder. have come. Yes, it's just so the, much. The reason harder. He came, I have come. Yeah. To give to give you life in abundance. Life in abundance, and that's where we want to keep this. And over yet, in the, the He realm. said the devils come. Yes, to steal and kill and destroy. See, all throughout history, the devil has tried to sell the church. That's right. The idea. That's right. That you must be sick. Yeah. And you must be poor. That's well, right. Well, that's nowhere in the Bible. But the devil has sold it until it's become incorporated into the church. Right. It's become what I call church mythology, uh, where pastors preach it. Uh, they, they either go Sadly. to one extreme or the other. They're either preaching uh, poverty mentality or they're right. preaching uh, what they think might be called prosperity, but they're really pushing it to the materialism mm. position. And uh, you know, neither one of those things are right. No. God wants us to have prosperity or blessing or increase That's or abundance. Right. And he also wants us to be healed and whole and well and strong. That's right. It's just nuts to think he would want anything else. Well, if you had, if you were taking communion today and you had a communion cup with the grape juice in it and you had the wafer over here of unleavened bread to, to represent unleavened bread, it is a, it's a double covenant in that well, sure it is. it's, Forgiveness of sins and healing of the body. Exactly. Well, none of that would be worth as have the value that we need to live in this life if it wasn't connected to every level of prosperity in your life, spirit, soul, and body. Of course. Financially, materially. And so well, we well, the Greek word sozo, broaden the perspective. The Greek word sozo, that means salvation, yes. is all-inclusive. All it means salvation. It means healing. It means prosperity. It exactly. means blessing. It means abundance. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, God, how <laughs> could we think of God as an impoverished God yes. or a father that wants us impoverished? That's right. It's just insane. You know, when I was a teenager, I, I began to wonder about some of these messages and some of these things. And, and so one day I just went to... Proverbs. Yeah. And I thought, well, Solomon, the Bible says the wisest guy there ever was. And <laughs> so right. I just went and looked up all the scriptures on poverty and all the scriptures right. on prosperity and, and prosperity one. I thought, yeah. wow, God doesn't think much of poverty. You know, he said things like a little sleep, a little slumber, a little fold on the hands and you come to poverty. That's right. And, and uh, all his all his blessings are yea and amen. That's but what right. we want to do, we started this last week talking about living to give. Right. Uh, a lifestyle, living to give. That's a lifestyle. And what we want to do is break that mentality of yes. poverty because people... Even if they're not aware of it, they have a mentality of poverty many times because it's just ingrained in the yeah. church, Renee. It's ingrained yeah. in every, I mean, it's ingrained in Catholicism. It's ingrained in the Christian religion. It's ingrained in the Presbyterians and the Baptists and the Methodists and the Pentecostals. And, and yet it doesn't have anything to do with God. No, and it's almost like they 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 want to major on the things they're pretty sure of God is for. But it's like all this other stuff. It's almost like they, they thought God's... Oops, I forgot about that. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, it, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, we've got to we, have you know, it all. And we were talking so much last week about my dear friend, Wayne Myers, your friend, too, uh, th that's been my spiritual father since I was 18 years that's old, right. 55 years that's now. That's right. And, we're, and, and, and he, just, it, he just turned 101 years old and uh, still preaching, <laughs> still, still active. Wonderful. He wrote me the sweetest uh, email a few months ago, and he said, 
He said, well, son, he said, I'm not doing as much as I used to. And he said, I'm not doing as much as you're doing, talking about me, which isn't even true. He said, but I'm still helping the poor. Yes. I'm still helping widows. I'm still helping so orphans. sweet. And he said, when I get to the point where I can't help the poor anymore, I'm going home. And I thought that just touched my oh. heart, you know, because he's if I can, if I get to the point where I'm not helping the poor anymore, then I'm done. What a, his heart for the poor, mm -hmm. his and Martha. Oh yeah. All these years that they've just went to Mexico to do nothing but upgrade the standard of the people. Oh, and I personally have watched that. Right. I remember being in Mexico with him when I was eighteen. I remember being down there at eighteen years old, and I remember seeing those pastors. They had nothing. They didn't have two pesos to rub together. They lived in adobe uh, houses, thatched roofs, yeah. uh, no automobile, uh, no money, no yeah. no small churches. You know, and, and and you go down there and see those same pastors today. I mean, a lot of them are dead now, but but some of them I've known since I was eighteen years right. old. Exactly. And uh, now they live. They've got great churches, great houses, great cars, send their kids to college in Europe. I mean, yeah. they have learned from Wayne Myers. Right. Exactly. Living to give. They have learned that. And I said to you last week, you know, don't don't get scared when you hear us talk about living to give like, oh, no, they're going to try to take up an offering and get our money. No, 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 we're not going to take up an offering and we're not trying to get your money. We're trying to get money to you. We didn't come to take something from you. That's right. We came to add something to you. You know, I've had I've had uh, tribal people like in, in Burma, for example, right. and all over the world. But Burma came to my mind. They, they brought me chunks of jade. You know, and they say, Brother Terry, you, you, you want this? You Americans seem to, you know, like this. And I said, no, 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 no. I said, you you, you keep that. And I said, because I didn't come to take something from you. I came to add something to you. And so, you know, our job is to change the mindset and to change right. the lifestyle. Right. And, and, and even in the church, we want to break that poverty mentality. That's right. that's right. Because that's what hell's about. Hell wants you in poverty so that. You can't do anything for God. Right. That's why the Apostle John, in his letter to the, his last letter to the churches in Third right. John, exactly. he said, "Beloved, above everything else, above all else, above all things, I want you <laughs> to prosper, yeah. and I want you to be in health." Thank because God. he knew that you can't do for God what you want to do for God. Uh, if you're in bad health or in 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 poverty, and it doesn't, right. now don't get me wrong, not, not that God doesn't love you if you're sick or God doesn't love you if you're poor. That's ridiculous. Sure, God loves you, and God's for you, and we love you, and we're for you. I'm just saying you can't do for God what you'd like to do. And if I've been there, yeah, yeah. the sicker you are, the less you can do exactly. for God, and the poorer you are, the it's less you can do for God. It's the more you can do, the more fun finances you've got, the more health you've got, the more you can get out and do something for the kingdom of right. God. So, uh, and we talked last week about Brother Wayne has always made this statement. When you give because you can't help it, then you receive because you can't stop. That's it. so wonderful. And also you. And it's that. true. And it's so true. <laughs> it begins to be a lifestyle. That's that just right. Giving. Oh, giving. Oh, let's give somebody. Oh, let's bless somebody. Let's, let's help somebody. And so we, we, we want to always be givers. Giving is, right. is what we do. God so loved the world he gave. His only begotten son. That's right. Jesus so loved the world. He gave his life. Hallelujah. He gave his blood. He went to the cross. Uh, same with all the apostles of the Lamb who were horribly martyred for the gospel's sake because they, uh, they loved enough to die for it. That's right. And so we just want to help you and bless you and give you uh, give you a leg up to come up into this, this realm of living where you're living to give. Right. You're not living to take. <laughs> you're not you're not living just to live. And even in your giving, you're not just giving to give. Yeah. 
and you're not even going into a Christian attitude, which is a great way to live. You can do this. Most preachers do this and teach this, not even giving in order to live. In other words, for years, you know, we, we would right. say, hey, we've got a need. Here's a need. We owe this bill. We, we have this project. So we're going to plant seed. Right. God's going to bless us back with the harvest. And we're going to be and able to pay works. this bill or do the harvest. That, that works. works. You can live that way. Give and to live. But there's a higher plane where you can go even past that to where you're not just giving to live, but you're living to give. You're right. actually here on the planet to be a blessing. You're well, here to help. You're here to love, to exactly. care, to share, to embrace, to minister. And so we want, we hope, we, we trust, we pray that we can break that poverty mentality off right. of the church and off of Christians so they realize that God wants you to prosper. And, no, and you don't get nuts with that. You don't let things control you. God doesn't mind <laughs> you having right. nice things, That's but right. he didn't want them to have you. You know, I said decades ago when I was just a teenager, I said, I said, you know, this isn't about the charismatic cult of Cadillacs, condominiums, and cruisers. Right. Now, there's nothing the wrong chain. with Cadillacs or condominiums yeah. or cruisers. It's just that God doesn't want them to have you. Right. He wants you to have them. Well, it's like like you're the, saying. It's the love of money. It is, Terry. It's not money's the root of all evil. The Bible says what? the love of money is the root of all evil. A poor man makes that sin. That's not just rich people. A poor guy can love money. Well, that's the that's the system of the world. Money's a tool for us yeah, to use. That that the system of the world is the lust of that. Yeah, sure. To function as that, the governments want to just be so bloated with tax money that all of a sudden it gives such power to people that do not have the right motive. Of course. Of Same course. thing with Hollywood. Of Same course. thing with Wall Street. We don't want that in the church. We want that. God certainly doesn't want it in the heart of believers. So that's why we're trying to back up some a little bit. Oh, and let's just and talk that's about why it. I, just recently I went and redid my old, old, yes, old series hallelujah. called great. Living it's to really Give. There's four series, four discs in here, four CDs in here, four services called Living to Give. In fact, I'm adding more to it all the time. Yeah. And uh, and I'm going to come out with a book on it this year, Living to Give. And uh, it's been my lifestyle, Renee, since. Right. I guess since I got out of the Army and went to Mexico. Uh, so that would have been the very early 70s mm. and learned that from Brother Wayne Myers. That, it, that, that you know, when I started as a six-year-old in church. Uh, mama said, you ought to pay your tithes. Pastor said, you ought to pay your tithes. The Bible said, pay your tithes. So I did. And, and I just did it because I was supposed to. Exactly. You know, I love God and I, and I did it. And <laughs> same way with offerings. You ought to give offerings. Mama said, you ought to do it. Pastor said, you ought to do it. The Bible said, you ought to do it. So I'm, right. I'm for it. You ought to do it. But I never did it with any faith right. or any expectation or, or any prayer. It's, well, just that when the offering, the it's just when the offering plate came down my aisle. Yeah, thought, just, oh, yeah, I've got to give an offering. You just plunk a and bucket in the bucket. Do it. <laughs> but uh, I remember one time as a teenager, my mom said, now, now, Terry, I know you're a tither. And I said, yes, ma'am. I know you're a giver. And yes, ma'am. But now, don't you don't you expect anything back from God? Don't you ever expect God? And I said, oh, no, ma'am, I wouldn't do that. And I wouldn't put any pressure on God. Well, see, that's wrong. That's the old church mentality. Right. And I that's bought right into it. No, no, I'm just giving to God just because I'm happy to do so. But I didn't expect anything. And then later on, when I was in the Army, then uh, Oral Roberts wrote a book in 1969 yes, called yes. The Miracle of Seed Faith. My grandmother was so proud of that book. Um, she so was Jackie's grandmother. She's the one who gave it to me. She, I can remember that book laying on her, her little 
uh, bedspread that she had at her house. That little, those little, what were those called? Those little hobnail chenille, yeah, chenille, chenille bedspreads. And I can see that book laying on her chenille bedspread. And it, she was so proud of that book. That was Captain and Chenille, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, that was Captain and Chenille. Granny and Chenille. Yeah. But uh, uh, that book taught me and changed my life. Yeah. Oral Roberts. In fact, I told Oral this many times mm. over the years. We became very close friends. And, uh, uh, he would ask me about living to give. He said, Terry, talk to me about living to give. And I said, well, Oral, I learned it from you. I learned I learned uh, Miracle of Seed Faith from you. He said, yeah, but what you're talking about, living to give, is different from what I'm talking about. He said, what you're talking about. This is what Oral Roberts told me. He said, I'm talking about uh, 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 Miracle of Seed Faith. And he said, that's great. He said, but what you're talking about, living to give, he said, that's a lifestyle. Yeah. And I said, you nailed it. It's a lifestyle. It is a lifestyle. And so we got into, because of Oral's book right. and message, then Jackie and I started started learning to, to put prayer to our giving, faith right. to our giving. So when we'd pray, Oral said, don't ever give an offering, don't ever pay your tithe without praying over it. That's so we'd pray over it every time, and we'd use faith, we'd release faith on faith. it, and we'd yes. say, now, Father, just like a farmer plants a seed in the ground, and he expects a harvest from it, it's a law, yeah. then we're going to give you our tithe. And we're going to give you our offerings, right. and that's a seed. We're putting it in the in the harvest, and we're expecting a return. It's a law of God. We expect the return, and that began to work for us. The harvest began to come to us, and and that'll work for you forever. Mm -hmm. But then later, when I ran into Wayne Myers, uh, <laughs> I said to Jackie, "This guy isn't doing what yeah, we're doing. This is he's doing living. something a little bit higher up. He's yeah, he's no not joke. just." You know, he's not just giving to give, living to live, or giving to give, or even he's not even just giving in order to live. This guy is here to be a blessing. Right. His purpose on planet Earth is to give and to bless and to help and to care and to share and to embrace. And I said, we're going to live like this. And Jackie and I took hands right then in, uh, down in Mexico City all That's those decades ago theory. and said, we vow before God we're going to embrace this lifestyle of living to right. give and we're going to give we're going to we're going to try to give something to somebody every day we'll try not to ever go to bed at night without having given something to somebody and we we've, we've lived that all these years yeah, and you just well look, know we have yeah. <laughs> and just look you know that's just so amazing because that was years before we met you and Jackie and Lynn and Paul David in the fall of uh, 1974 so that had been exactly. going on for 3 years or so before we mm -hmm, met y'all. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I just look at it this we way. We had no too. partners. Yeah, you didn't have we any had partners no when you account. went down there. We had no credit cards. We had no newsletter. You didn't hardly have any partners but, that I knew about no, even when we met you. No, no. But, but I didn't <laughs> care right. because I had God. Right. The miraculous. I, I used to tell Jackie, I've gotten so dependent on God, I'm independent on people. Right. <laughs> you know, God's yeah. going to meet my need no matter and, what people and, do. And that's really true. Y'all were so focused on trusting the Lord that you almost didn't know how to deal with people that actually had a heart to give to you. No, I didn't. You know, I, Jackie and, said, you really make it hard on us <laughs> and God. <laughs> she said, because you just run from people and money, right. you know, because I'd have people pull out wads of money and say, Terry, you need anything? You need anything? You need anything? And I'd yeah. say, no, I'm good. God meets all my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus, you know, and they'd put it back in their pocket. <laughs> well, you know, um, what, I, what is so important to learn from this, because this has been a practice lifestyle for now for going into, what, six decades of all the, you, the, the training and the learning curve that there is to this. So uh, we want to emphasize the fact that you're not going to, you're, you're just going to start where you are 
use what you have, do what you can, mm-hmm. and begin to believe God for increase in your life. One and thing Jackie about used to say, "Start where you are; it's your only choice." Yeah, <laughs> you can't start right. somewhere else. That's a good quote. <laughs> uh, you know, start where you are; that, that's your only choice. You have to. It's like the sign at the zoo: "You are here." You know, but but religion has not been real good at, if not good at all, ever. Of, of taking a truth from the Word of God and turning it into a lifestyle. Right. They try to make, religion always wants to make something like a ceremony, mm-hmm. like you Rules, have to do this big, come to the church and make a ceremony, turn the lights down, light candles, everybody's uh, you know on the same note, you know, chanting, doing something along that line, to where we make it a ceremony and we never get it outside the four walls of the church into somebody's lifestyle. A single mom with her kids, an elderly couple on a so-called fixed income, a young married couple just starting out in life, believing, trying to get a house, right. save money for a house. You know, God's God's just bigger than that. And he has a plan throughout the word of God that his people come out on top every single time. Yes. That no, it, it, Brother Osteen used to say it this way. He preached this whole series of sermons called, the devil has done his best and his best is not enough. Not enough. You know, and what we have to look at is that, that the enemy has been so subtle of sowing poverty, lack debt into the minds of Christians that it's going to take a while to sometimes get some of that out of your life. Sure. Now, it shouldn't take years, sure. but we're always going to be learning. We're always on an upward scale, going higher and higher and higher. And you start off with having a mindset of a servant that we're going to trust God. Right. We're here to serve. That's why we're here. Right. And if I don't have the tools that I need to serve people with, something's wrong. No, that's right. And I that's need exactly to fix right. me probably first. <laughs> That's why it's so important to get a message like this. In fact, yes. you, in fact you can get this. There's instructions on the screen how to get it. Or I'm sure pretty soon it'll, you'll be, be able to download it for free because we want to get it into your hands. We want you to understand the That's whole right. lifestyle, not a sermon, no. lifestyle it's concept of living in order to give. Yeah. Now, we started talking last week, and we, we really keep running out of time, about our, our uh, humanitarian aid organization. We've called it Jackie Mize International Children's Foundation, or JMICF. Right. And this is what we started out doing. Uh, disaster relief, helping widows, helping right. orphans. And it's right. just gotten bigger and bigger and more and more and Thank more. And God. I'll just tell you the truth. Since Renee and I have been married, now in September, September the 10th, we'll be married nine years. And uh, so since she has come on board and we've gotten married, she's just taken this thing and blown it up. And uh, I, I said to you last week, she said to me, I think we can feed 7,000 orphans a month. And, and I said, well, let's, let's make really sure before we make that commitment, because I can't go to an orphan and say, sorry, you don't get to eat this month because right. the partners didn't give. That's and right. so we, you know, but we, we are this. What would you tell me just the other day? You said we've done more in the last several months right. than we've done in years combined. Combined. What, what's been so wonderful as, the, as JMICF through the pandemic we we gave outrageous money came in from partners. I mean, this wasn't we had our people, best years ever during the pandemic. Yeah, this wasn't this wasn't something we put in the bank, you know, to buy a new house with. And, and you can see we we bought vans. Yeah, uh, we we bought a tractor and a plow for a, a an orphanage in, in Zimbabwe so they could grow their own food. Uh, we bought we dug water wells. We helped. Our t- Child trafficking, uh, women's yeah. projects, uh, housing projects. Whole I love digging water and, wells. We've dug water wells to help people live. And mothers and children that have been rescued together out of trafficking. 
Uh, we've we've helped supply those centers with goods and services that and, they desperately need. And, and right needed. now, before we run out of time, we're heavily involved in this Maui thing in, yeah, in Hawaii. I right, mean, people right. lost everything in Lahaina. I mean, that thing was a firestorm that came right down to the ocean. Thou hundreds of people, well, if not thousands, have, were you killed. You have some of that information because of people that live there. Oh, yeah. No, to. I've got so many friends there and, and, and pastors and to them. people. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And we're getting constant reports of and, and the money we're sending. We're not sending to any organization. We're putting it directly into the hands of the people no, that are in need. The I mean, Christians we, and the people there that we know. Everything we give through JMICF, we vet. We we know right. these orphanages. We know these projects. We know these people. Uh, I know the people in, right. in Maui and have for decades and decades, you know. So uh, anyway, that's uh, that's something you can get involved in. But, but there's always a place to give, always a place to help. And uh, but we want to we, we want to really get into this living to give thing in the next in the next few weeks. Seems like we just keep running out of time. We've got two <laughs> minutes left now and I don't know where the time goes. But uh, when you give because you can't help it. Right. You receive because you can't stop it. You need to remember that and write it always, down. Always give without remembering and always receive without forgetting. Say those two things again, please, sir. <laughs> Brother Wayne Myers has always told me, you always give without remembering. When you give some, somebody, forget it. Don't think of, don't bring it up again. But when you receive, always remember it and be have a grateful heart. So always re give without remembering, always receive without forgetting. And then when you give because you can't help it, that's I mean, it just becomes part of it. You just give because you can't help it. Then you'll receive because you can't stop it. Yeah. Isn't that I mean, cool? that's so sacred before God. That is the heart of God, is that God is love. I, I, to me, it just it was so, so easy if I think about it like this, that God is love. And that if His love has been shed abroad in our heart by God the Holy Ghost. God is love Ghost, and love is giving. And so when we're going to, if we're going to be lovers and we're going to love people, we can't, the Bible instructs us, Terry, not to just say, we love you, be blessed. <laughs> the Bible says, and you've got money in your hand or goods around you to help minister those people. You know, we need to just use our faith. We're down to seconds now. you're a, hur a hypocrite, <laughs> we, hurricane. <laughs> we need to use our faith to be givers. How many, you, right. how many of you would like to give a car away? Yeah. You know, we started believing for that years ago. Lord, we want to give cars away. We've given cars away. We've right. given all kinds of things away. And next week, I want to talk to you about that, about one pastor that that, saw, that heard a testimony about Brother Wayne giving a car away, and he said his faith to believe God to give cars. And i got a great testimony about that I'll share with you. Yeah. You know, there's just so much to say. I mean, we're, to, we're only talking about God <laughs> and His promises and His blessing, where His Word says, the blessing of the Lord makes rich and adds no but sorrow. But you can't thank it. poverty anymore. That's right. Well, in the meantime, between now and the next time we talk to you, just going to remind you one more time that you are, you are more, more than, than conquerors. Bye-bye, everybody. Hello, everybody. Renee and I just want to remind you that the greatest miracle of all time and the only eternal miracle is salvation. You know, Christians say sometimes, hey, if you get saved, you live forever. Well, I've got news for you. You're going to live forever anyway, somewhere, either in hell without God for eternity or in heaven with God for eternity. So uh, we don't want to leave without giving you an opportunity to, to give your life to Jesus, to accept him as your personal Savior. The Bible says that we'll confess with our mouth and believe in our heart that God raised Jesus from the dead and called Jesus our Lord, asked forgiveness for our sins, we will be saved. It even says if you'll call on the name of the Lord, you'll be saved. So uh, let's just do that right now. Pray this prayer after me. Father God, 
I come before you today to accept Jesus. I believe in my heart Jesus is the Son of God. I call on you today according to your word. I ask you to forgive me of my sins. Wash me in your blood. Make me a new creature. Thank you, Lord, for saving me, and I'll serve you the rest of my days in Jesus' name. If you prayed that prayer, the Bible says you're saved. You're born again. So write us. Let us know. Tell somebody that you prayed with Terry and Renee and that you gave your heart to Jesus. We love you. God bless you. I said, God, if he pulls the trigger, my job is to believe your word and your job is to do something about the bullet.